0: Welcome to The Soft Life with me, Candy Washington, where we explore all things self-love, manifestations, and relationships with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. So be sure to subscribe, share, and join us on Patreon. Everyone, and welcome back to the soft life with me, Candy Washington. So, before we dive into today's episode with Jacqueline Fay, who is the CEO and founder of I Deserve Love and the author of several books, including her latest, Attracting the Love of Your Life, a 30 day manifestation guide as well as the fairy matchmaker. As a celebrity matchmaker and relationship expert at one of the top rated matchmaking agencies for successful singles in the United States, Jacqueline has extensive experience helping couples maintain healthy relationships and love-seeking individuals find the ultimate partner They could only dream of. So we're super excited to have Jacqueline on the show today. But before we dive in, you guys know that if you need extra support, you can always join our free newsletter down below. And when you do, you get a free self-love guide. We also have our courses, Manifest Your Dream Life Through Self-Love, our Art of Self-Love Masterclass, and our other courses that we have so be sure to check them down below grab the self love journal and also join our patreon which we just launched there's tons of goodies there one-on-one coaching weekly affirmations journal prompts and everything in between so definitely be sure to check out the show notes and description box and grab some goodies and share this with a friend you know share this with somebody who's also on their self-love and self-worth journey because it's always better with a little bit of support so with that, you guys, without further ado, let's welcome Jacqueline to our show. Hi. So welcome, Jacqueline.
1: Hi. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. So do you want to share with all of us sort of your own journey? How did you become a matchmaker? How did you go get into manifestation? And just anything else about your own love journey that you want to share?
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> take a minute, but okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Yeah. So I guess what happened is um, I had moved to LA originally and I was acting and modeling and producing films and was like totally engrossed in the whole Hollywood industry. Mm -hmm. And um, at some point, I just I I had been on some TV shows. I'd done some stuff. I just I didn't want to do it anymore. And something yeah. inside of me was kind of like, uh, like there's something else. So I wasn't sure exactly what to do. So I got certified in everything under the sun that was <laughs> spiritual. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. So you know what I'm talking about, but like. Yep. I, I, you know, I got really into NLP, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. Hypnotherapy, I actually became a hypnotherapist. I was doing that for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. I was performing at high schools, doing hypnotherapy and uh, doing like those comedy hypnosis shows. And then um, and then I got into dating coaching And I had this guy who was kind of like a, he was like a hypnotherapy client, but he really wanted me to redo his uh, Match.com profile. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm kind of good at this. I can do this. So I did it and I helped him get married within like six months. He was in a super serious relationship. Wow. Yeah. And it was like, woo, that kind of felt good. and was fun. So then I just started getting into dating coaching more. People wanted me to match them. That turned into matchmaking. And here I am today. <laughs> I
0: love that. And what came up for me when you were talking about your story is that throughout your experience, you were able to really hone in on your natural skills. So like one would be like storytelling, you know, you said you were in modeling and acting and in Hollywood, that's all about storytelling. And I feel like when we meet someone, it's always like, well, what's your story? Who are you? So like, how do you tell your story in a way that's engaging and authentic? And it seems like you're able to help him. He's like, you know, clean up my match.com profile. (laughs) And all of that is just telling somebody the story of who you are. What are your interests? What do you like? What are your deal breakers? But how do you tell the story of yourself in a way that attracts the a right person to you. And it seems like you you knew how to tell people's story in an authentic way to get them the right match. And then also, you seem to be very intuitive as well. You know, you said you were doing your stuff and then your soul had a higher calling, your purpose was being led in a different direction. And you listened to that intuition, and you learned about different things and you jumped into it. And I'm sure that that intuition also helps you with you know, helping other people not only tap into their own intuition when they're dating and finding their person, but you're probably really intuitive about who they are and what they're looking for, and and maybe what they say versus what they actually need and want. You can kind of read into that, right? Because someone might be like, "Oh, I want a guy with a lot of money," but you're like, "Ah, actually, what you really want is like safety and security and and feeling that you're okay and taken care of," right? So you're probably very in, in uh, your intuition, and then also. Oh, my my chicken scratch. Okay. Branding. You're also probably really good at branding people, like their personal brand. Like, where do you wear on the date? How do you talk to people? That kind of ties into the whole storytelling. So I think that you bring a lot to the table and those are all very powerful things, just whether it's the spiritual realm or working, you know, and like acting or modeling, but you kind of brought all of those things to now helping other people find their love. And um, I saw that you had the thirty day manifestation book to find your to find your love to attract your love. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that book?
1: Um, sure. So, uh, what it is is it's a workbook that you do, and I actually have a program, and I'm I'm going to be launching it this summer, and. Yeah. Um, This is actually I Deserve Love. So IDL Match Club is the matchmaking side of it. And then I Deserve Love is like my courses and my coaching and um, all of that. So The Manifestation Workbook is a workbook that I used when I was single to manifest a partner. And I would literally do this every single day. I would light a little candle. I would meditate. i do the meditations. I would do the work. I had, like, my crystal.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: I manifested, you know, a partner really quickly. And it's so funny because I go back and I look at, you know, my workbook and see, oh, my God, all these qualities. Mm So I know that it works. Then I had um, my uh, one of my really good friends who works with me as well. Um, she helps me plan my events. But uh, she's also one of my best friends. So I had her do the workbook as well. And now she has been in a relationship for over a year after she completed the really uh, workbook. Ooh. So I'm like, oh, wow, this works. And then I gave it – I've given it to um, a bunch of my clients. They all got into relationships. So I was like, oh, my gosh, this thing actually works. So – um, the workbook is available, but I'm launching the video version. So you, if you, if you don't like, if you don't like doing it and you want to do it on a computer, you can do it like that. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. I, exactly. I'm definitely, I, I want a copy of that workbook, by the way, just selfish plug. Yeah. We got to get me a copy of that. <laughs> got it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, so I definitely want to know more about the the meditation process of it. But before that, What really came up when you were talking is I love the name I deserve love. Like I love that umbrella of it because I think sometimes when we go into wanting to find a partner or wanting to, you know, get married or get a serious relationship, we put so much emphasis on the other person. Like I want them to pick me. I want them to choose me. I want to be good enough for them where I think I deserve love really encompasses you know what? I'm good enough. I'm worthy. I deserve love. You know, it's not so much, are they going to pick me, but am I going to choose them? And like that internal shift from pick me, pick me, pick me to, well, let's see who I want to pick because I'm worthy and deserving of this really puts you in that like main character energy of your life. It really puts you in that position of, well, I'm on the pedestal. I'm the prize. You know, I'm going to see like who's out there for me. And so I really love, you know, the name. I think it really encompasses everything. And it's almost like when they say you have to fall in love with yourself first or whatever the the cliche is, but it's kind of true. You know, it's kind of built on your self-love and your self-worth. And when you're vibing on that, that's when you, you really kind of shift into a different frequency or a different vibe to attract or to call in someone who isn't necessarily picking you or choosing you, but someone who's matching the level of love and worth that you have for yourself. So then they're reflecting that back to you. So I just absolutely love the name, I Deserve Love, because a lot of the different matchmaking stuff, it's like millionaire matchmaker, bachelorette, you know, fine match that blah, 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 plenty of fish. And it's just like, ugh, it's kind of icky and kind of sticky and just not, it's not a good feeling. But if I'm like, you know what, I deserve love that's just, it's calming, it's, it's centering, it's its empowering, and it puts the the back into to you. This is what I deserve, therefore this is what I'm calling in. So I absolutely love that. I love that. Um, and then I'm curious, you said that there's a, a meditation aspect of it. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Is like a meditation or visualiz- visualization? How, how does that work with it?
1: Okay, so I'm actually doing something really, really cool with it. Um, so – I have my meditations, like I said. So my background was I was a hypnotherapist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have these. I, I have the meditations, and the meditations are. I'm working on another another program, another workbook called "Mending a Broken Heart," and I'm doing that right now. So um, the they're different. So like to manifest love, you're in a different energy, and so I'm working uh, with a NASA scientist who does sound therapy. And so this, it's so cool. So, they actually I was working with his wife um, because she does healing with sounds and I had gotten I had gotten sick a couple months back and she was helping me mm-hmm. and I started using sounds and it, it like I healed like right away it was amazing mm-hmm. so I started to like trust in sounds and I was like sounds are cool um so there's different frequencies so in like the manifestation one we're gonna put some oxytocin which is like the love chemical um <laughs> put that inside um the meditation so when you actually do it you're gonna get into that manifestation headspace of love which is just like a little extra bonus on top of you know the visualization which is huge as you know of course but like <laughs> yeah it's a manifest stuff you definitely need to visualize and so yeah so that's kind of what I, i'm doing with the meditations did that answer the question i think it did
0: no, yeah, yeah, no, that was great. It reminded <laughs> me of um, like sound baths. Yes, yeah, yeah, like using that like healing property to to change your frequency and to cleanse and reset and and emotionally, energetically detox and call in love and healing. So yeah, yeah it definitely reminded me of that. So switching gears a little bit, um, let's talk about dating habits. Okay. Okay. Now we're kind of post kind of post pandemic. It's still here. You know, we still need to be safe, but the world is opening up. Dating has evolved. What are some of the bad pandemic habits that you've, that you've found and how can we sort of break them now that we're getting to a different new normal?
1: Um, I think that a lot of people got used to like not going out so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, not getting as dressed up. And I feel like part of, like, the the fun thing about dating is, like, it's fun to really get dressed up for your partner and to look your best and to present your best. So I feel like that's something that some people, you know, other people were really excited to get back. And, you know, like <laughs> I feel like some people are still like, oh, you know, kind of uh, like. I don't know I think we got used to being at home and then like the other thing too is that um I don't know if it had anything to do with it the pandemic at all but like you know I think people just got kind of used to being at home and so like mm-hmm. they go out as much on on their dates and so like they'll just cancel a date or whatever because like they want to chill out and it's you know you could be losing an opportunity with somebody and so even if you're not feeling like a hundred percent, if you're feeling well enough, you should probably meet somebody and get out. And cause a lot of times it's in our minds, you know, we're having a bad day and we don't want to meet somebody, but sometimes it's better to get out there and do it.
0: Absolutely. Sorry. My voice got a little <clears throat> tickling. It. No, but I agree. Like, especially being like introverted during the pandemic. And even like before that, Do you have any, like, dating advice for people who are more introverted than extroverted? Yeah. Um, I guess my, I mean, my
1: advice would kind of be the same thing, that it's good to get out there, Um, but also, I mean, sometimes opposites attract, but I do think in dating, if one of your values is that you, like, really love to just cook dinner at home, Netflix and chill, and you like to do that, like, you know, five days a week or something, you're probably not going to want to have a relationship with someone who's like out every night, networking, networking, networking. And it's like the smart mm-hmm. type, right? The networker. And so like that person is probably not going to have the same value system. And in the end, you're going to get really annoyed. No,
0: that's true. Because then you're not going to be compatible. Mm -hmm. And that'll lead to resentment and that'll lead to a breakup. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you talked about values and and we're talking about compatibility. Do you have any advice on how to know what our values are in dating or how to know what we want to look for or find in a partner? Yeah,
1: for sure. Like my advice on that would be you got to get in touch with yourself. So close your eyes, (laughs) meditate. And then write down, like, the eight most important things that you want in a partner. And, I mean, when I, like, you have to be, you have to realize, too, that certain qualities aren't as important. So, mm-hmm. if you put, like, hot, has a lot of money, <laughs> uh, <laughs> dress is good. Um, like, those, if that's your top three qualities, um, you're probably not going to find the best partner because, they need to go deeper, but mm-hmm. like really, like thinking it out and thinking like, okay, wait, do I want somebody to cheat on me? No, so I probably want somebody loyal. Okay, mm-hmm. do I want someone who's capable of love? Yeah, that would probably be a good start. Yeah, so <laughs> like really, what? I think.
0: <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> no, I, I I love that, and it and I love that you bring up, you know, different qualities like, oh, he's tall, his money has this, and it kind of makes me think about standards versus preferences you know, you could almost even do like two lists, like, you know, like, what's like the standard list, like you said, you know, they're capable of love, you know, they are supportive, they're emotionally available, they're honest, they're trustworthy. And then our preferences is, you know, this is the standard, this is what he has to have, but I'd prefer that he's tall, I'd prefer that he had money, I'd prefer he had dark hair or whatever it is. So I love that you get clear on You know, what's the difference in dating between what is our standard of our partner and how we want to feel and what we want our relationship to look and feel like versus what are just my preferences in a person? And I think that's a very powerful distinction. I'm really happy you brought that up, too. Now, switching gears just a little bit more. Do you want to touch on the five love languages? Are Are you into it? Are you not into it? Like, what are your what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, no, I think that they're super important. I'm very into that. I feel like um, it's really great when your partner is, you know, into the same things that you are, too, or they're willing to, they're willing to learn, even if it might not be their cup of tea, but they're, they're willing to listen and learn. Like, that's a great thing. And I feel like, when you get into a relationship, if you can sit down and tell your partner what your love language is, that's going to be helpful. And like, I, I see this with my clients too. Um, you know, I, a girl's love language will be gifts and mm-hmm. like his love language is time. And he just like, doesn't understand like why she likes nice things. And you know, <laughs> once thinking, no, that's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a thing, you know? Um, so I definitely think that there are, they're helpful. Um, even when there's like not a partner, like knowing mm-hmm. your own love language and loving yourself and like doing something for yourself. So, you know, if it's, if your love language is like words of affirmation, even telling yourself like, all right, I look good yeah. today.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I love that. And, and I agree. Like I like the, the five love languages as well, because I think it's a good tool to use with your partner and, and yourself, like you said, too. So you can say, I know that this is how you are expressing your love. You want to spend all this time with me. But the way that I experience your love is if you like, you know, come home and bring me like a blueberry, my favorite blueberry muffin, you know, or a new like necklace from Tiffany's or like whatever, <laughs> whatever the gift is or whatever it is. That's how I experience your love. That's how I feel loved, you know. So being able to have that communication and say, you know, this is how you experience love. This is how I experience love. And then being able to to give that to your partner. And just like you said, you know, to yourself, too, you know, getting to know yourself and dating yourself and say, you know, on a Friday night, how do I feel taken care of? How do I feel OK? You know, how do I not feel lonely? And so um, and also harping back to what we're talking about with the pandemic, you know, people just getting really used to being home and by themselves and staying in and, and loneliness. Like how do you know the difference between how you, if you are authentically into someone or if you're just lonely or if you're just tired of being single or if you're just over dating and you're like, well, this person will do versus I'm actually super into this person and I think it could really work because of the actual person.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I see that happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. With my clients and um, they just, you know, I have, I have one guy who like really wants to be on a date like every night and literally it's like, send me somebody else. Let me, to- I just really want to be with somebody. And it's like, I try to tell him, no, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work until like you're okay with being with yourself and then you can find somebody. And that's, that's kind of how I feel. That's, you know, what you can do to really make sure that you don't just get in a relationship with someone. And I'm sure when I was single, I did dumb stuff like that all the time. In fact, I, I know I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're just, you know, I get it. You don't want to be alone and you mm-hmm. don't, you know, but it's like you really have to like go deep and then, like, the other thing, too, is, like, you got to make sure that the values line up. Like, you know, the thing with kids is, like, some people want to have kids. Some people already have kids. Some people don't want to have kids. And, like, if you're with somebody and they don't want to have kids and you want to have kids and that means a lot to you, yeah, then your values aren't aligned. And so if you stay with that person, you're – it's it's never going to probably have the correct end game that you where Mm -hmm. you want it to go and so at that point you have to say I know I I'm comfortable and like I kind of like this person and I you know but like you gotta love yourself more and say okay I gotta do what's best for me and you know as even though I'm lonely I know this person isn't the right person for me in the end
0: exactly exactly and like you said, like not being able to be alone is kind of like a red flag. And you're like, yeah, you know, this client, you're you're great. But if you can't be alone, then you're just using the service to like scratch this itch, to fill this need when you should be able to fill that need through self-love and reflection and dating yourself and, and being whole on your own. So then you can attract somebody who's also good and whole and good on their own. So you're not just attracting from your wound, you're attracting from your healing. And so exactly. you're also going to attract a healed person as well. Yeah. So that's a big red flag. But what are some what are some red flags? And then what are some green flags in dating? So like what things should we say, hey, hold up and stir away from? And then what are some things that you're like, okay, this is a sign to like move forward. This could be the one.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think some, some definite red flags, it's like you can spot them when you're on a first date (laughs) Um, for sure. Like it's as simple as like, how does someone treat the waiter? If someone's really, really mean to the server, like it's like, oh no, like that's, that's a terrible sign. And like run, 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 run. run. (laughs) Because, you know, you really want to be with her in a relationship with someone who's kind and loving and, you know, it's,
0: and realizes
1: that we're all equal. We're all people. And um, mm-hmm. that's a, another thing is like a narcissist. You can see that on a on a first date for sure. If you find like the whole conversation is about them, they never ask you about you. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Or if somebody's on their phone and they're texting during your date, that's, that's a red flag too. So those are some red flags. Okay. Green flags? Yeah. so green flags um would be you know being very kind um if you feel that connection like you're talking to that person you're like oh if I was stuck in an elevator with this person I think I would be okay like Mm -hmm. talk about it flows easily you're like you just kind of are vibing like you know, it's almost like the frequencies where you're on the same frequency and you guys enjoy, you can tell like when they're talking, they're passionate about something and you're passionate about something and you can really be yourself with them. That is a green flag.
0: I love that. And you brought up like the, the narcissist who just like talks about themselves the whole time. For me, like when I go on dates, I've found like this pattern where they act like I'm their therapist like they're telling me like their entire life story. I know about their dad issues, their mom issues, their ex, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, I, I'm i not your therapist. And if I was, I should be being paid a lot of money for this. <laughs> so I found that to be a big one. And I'm just like, is it me? Like, why do I keep attracting people who are looking for a therapist and not an actual girlfriend? I need to like cleanse myself. <laughs> like maybe I go in like, too open and they're just like, oh candy, let's just tell you blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Like That's- I missed my calling. Like I should have been a therapist.
1: <laughs> I mean like I think you're really like dead on um with you're so intuitive and you're intelligent. I oh, think yeah and I <laughs> feel like what's happening is you know you're going on your dates and they sense that and then they're like, "Ooh, well, <laughs> let me like, let me just like, utilize this wonderful day with this person. They probably like you, like they're probably attracted to you, and like want to be with you. But I think the issue is that you don't want to be with
0: them because exactly. they exactly like spill their dirty laundry
1: all over you, and you don't, you don't, you're not interested.
0: <laughs> I'm not into it. Like I could tell you the stuff people have told me." And I'm like, yeah. wow, <laughs> wow. But that brings us to um, another question. So you talked about, you know, energy and and being like in an elevator with someone and feeling it and just vibing. How do you know the difference between like a true karmic love, a true connection versus like lust? Like it's pheromones. Like you know, sometimes you go on a date and you're like, this guy's super hot. Like all oh, and you're like into him. But is it like, the pheromones, is it just, like, this lust attraction versus that more, like, stable, you know, more, like, peaceful love? But, like, sometimes you got to get the lust to get to the peace. I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um. Yeah, I've had both types of relationships, so I, I know what you're talking about. And I think that sometimes, like, when you're really – When you're really ready for a serious relationship, I think, I think like the really, really fun, lusty relationships are amazing for like when you're getting over something and you need some healing and you need to have fun enjoy yourself. But I think if you look at it long term and this person, usually these lusty relationships, I feel from personal experience is like you guys are like having fun, you're partying, you're living this like super exciting, fun time, but like, you know, it's not, it's not gonna last the test of time. You know mm-hmm. that it mainly because if you were drinking like that every day, you'd be dead, you know what it is? <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, it's like, you guys are party, you're going on vacations, you're doing all this fun stuff, yeah. but like, it's not gonna go anywhere. So then you gotta like, just trust your intuition and, and choose a partner that you can imagine spending the next 80 years with, with technology, maybe longer. Um,
0: <laughs> True. We'll right? be robots by the time we get there. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just,
1: I'm just like waiting for like, there's going to be a super Botox that's going to come. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um, I think that's the thing is you got to really like trust it and like when it's the right relationship like with my husband Mm -hmm. it was karmic and I know it was karmic and like what's interesting about soulmates and stuff is they keep coming back to you like multiple times and you'll be like why is this person in my life again why is that happening you know and I kind of feel like that's like a soulmate thing and so not all your soulmates of course turn into like lasting relationships but like when there's someone who's like a karmic partner like you know that you could last the test of time with them and that's probably the person that you're going to want to that you're going to want to like be with and not the super lusty one even though it's hard to break
0: (laughs) yeah they're definitely hard to break (laughs) but that's true you want and I love that question you're like is this the person I could be with in like 80 years you know is this love sustainable Because, you know, when it is in that lusty phase, it's almost like a fantasy. Like, I was dating this one guy and I was like, I feel like we're just on vacation all the time. It just felt like a vacation. It was just fun, like, you know, whatever, come over, we'll go here, we'll do this. It was just like this fun. I was like, I feel like we're on vacation. He's like, yeah, me too. But vacations end, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like you said, is this sustainable? Is this a person that I can get through The ups and the downs, the good and the bad, the lust and the love and the lull, you know, for the next 80 years. And you said that it was uh, a karmic love. So I don't know if you've heard of this. I've been hearing this word. I don't know what it really means. But, like, what's the difference, or if there even is one, between karmic love and twin flames? Like, I've been hearing twin flame, twin flame, and I'm like, I don't know what a twin – like, what? Stop it. Like, what's a twin flame? So what's a twin – I don't know if you know. That just popped in my head.
1: I do (laughs) – like I do, but there's different interpretations of it. Okay, okay. So like okay, so there's the interpretation that your twin, your twin flame, like you were cut from the same cloth, sort okay. of thing. You know, when our souls first started, whenever that was, millions of billions of years ago, um, and when you're with each other, it's so amazing, but it's also really intense. And you can actually end up with that person because it never really works, mm-hmm. and that's kind of your twin flame. Unless they say it's your last lifetime, and then you end up with your twin flame if it's your last lifetime and you're ready
0: to, you know, ascend. Um, I don't want my twin. I'm not done. <laughs> uh, so the- I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what
1: i've I've heard like, I don't know if anybody's like really an expert on this cause yeah. this a yeah. question that like I don't know a hundred percent like I can't tell you one hundred percent on this. Yeah. that's yeah. that's the research. intuitively, that sounds like it might work. Um, so <laughs> I mean, like, okay. And then wait, what was the twin flame and karmic, right?
0: Yeah, twin flame and karmic love.
1: So karmic love is like that's like, you guys have a karmic, like, path lives together. And when you meet each other, it's almost like, oh, my God, like, I know this person. Mm-hmm. And usually before you get here to planet Earth, you guys kind of have, like, this little chat. And you're like, all right, all right, I'm here to teach you love. And I'm here to teach you self-love. Okay, great. This is what we're going to do. This is our game plan. See you there. Okay, bye. And then you go and then you meet up with that person and you gotta do what you said you were gonna do. So that's what you do. And it's karmically you guys have to meet. It's in your cards no matter what. So that's that's my interpretation of this.
0: <laughs> yeah, karmic love seems like a much healthier love than twin flames.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Twin flames seems like you're gonna burn out karmic love seems like you're you're divinely meant to be
1: yes and then there also are like karmic relationships or soulmates that are here to like really teach you heart lessons and so you might have something terrible happen between the two of you or like some result of it but it was here to teach you a lesson so like even though it might be the person that you hate the
0: most on the planet
1: like you actually are comically tied to that person
0: got it that's really yeah. cool it's really cool do you have any other guidance or insights for say someone who is single and they feel like you know what I'm, I'm ready to meet my person I've worked on myself I love myself I'm ready to go what are some things that they should, that they should do? And like, and also like, what do you offer with um, I deserve love and your matchmaking service?
1: Yeah, sure. So I would definitely say that's great. And you want to stay at that frequency where you're like, I'm ready, I've done this, I've worked on myself. So at that point in time, you could do my workbook or my manifestation program um, if you choose, but also like just writing down the qualities that you want in a partner. doing the visualization and really like visualizing and seeing yourself with some someone you can even do like vision boards where like if you really want to get engaged like pick out the engagement ring that you want like pick out like the things that you want just know it never is going to come in the package that that you think it is so my number one rule is be open because you never know and so that's what I would tell anybody that like You know, when you have dates and stuff, instead of rejecting everybody, say, be open because you don't know. And then also it's like the laws, besides the law of attraction, is the law of action. You need to get out there and do that. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to meet this person. They'll just fall into my lap. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, that's not probably going to happen. So what are you going to do to make that happen? Are you going to call me? Are you going to join the match club? Are you going to... Are you gonna go on? You know, one of the apps. Like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna do meetup groups? Like, there's lots of different ways to meet people. Are you gonna go walk in the park? You know, with your dog. Like, wh- what are your plans? Write them down, and then you know, go out there and and do it. And then you're gonna go on bad dates. Realize that some of them are gonna be just god awful, and that's okay. Hurt <laughs> <laughs> you.
0: I love it. No, that's great. I love that. You know, you said stay in the frequency of self-love, get clear on who you are, your standards, your values, what type of partner you're looking for, what type of relationship you have. And then with that clarity, just like you said, you can visualize, you can get a vision board. And then I love that you also did the law of action, you know, get off your couch and do something about it. Because I think that sometimes And like the manifestation communities, we forget about that part. You know, we forget about that. We can take inspired action, we can put ourselves out there, we can, you know, do something, not that we're manipulating or making it happen, but we also are our own agencies. We're also our own people, you know. We are operant. We should be doing things as well in service of that. So you added that part in as well. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. watching. I'm going to do our five soft life questions with Jacqueline. And if you guys want access to this, you have to join our Patreon, which is linked down below. So with that, Jacqueline, are you ready for our five soft life questions? Sure. All right. So the first one is, what is one thing that you would tell your younger self?
1: Okay. So guess if I would tell my younger self something not to stress so much because everything comes together and if you believe it and you think positive you can make it happen
0: love yeah. so our second question is what is your definition of God okay um, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. All right. go deep here.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so my definition of God, I always say like, I always say God or the universe. Um, yeah. when I'm like doing like meditation stuff, cause I guess everybody has a different interpretation. So I believe that like God is the universe and is all around us. And, um, it's just, you know, it's a, it's where we all come from, I guess. So it's bigger, bigger than, bigger than anything. It's really, really big. <laughs> yeah. me. yep. I guess that's where I'm at.
0: I love that. Our third question is: How do you self-soothe?
1: Um, okay,
0: how do I self-soothe?
1: I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I love working out. Like I'm super active. And for me, like, um, I work out a lot. And then I also have, like, dance parties with myself. And that really is fun for me. And even, like, um, I like to do, like, little comedy videos and stuff. Like, on my Instagram, like, I'll make, like, comedy reels about dating. And those are really fun for me, too. So I guess that's kind of how I self-soothe. And my children, of course. I love my children. They're like probably the most soothing thing on the planet As I just mm-hmm. like play with them. And yeah, I the, love that. the things that I do.
0: Yeah, I love I love the dance party with yourself. Like that's the best one.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was a point where I was doing it every day and I'm like, God, I really miss that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So our fourth question is, what do you want your legacy to be?
1: Um, I guess what I want to do is I really want to help as many people as possible. Um, so that is definitely what I want my legacy to do is that not only did I help people with love, but like also like self love. And I want to even go deeper with like healing and what we can do to be the best versions of ourselves and just help as many people get there as I can.
0: I love that. I love that. And our last question is, who are you? <laughs> oh, wait, <my God>. easy <laughs> questions, softballs. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: you know, I, I actually did a video on this. Let me see if I can remember what I did. Um, I am, let's see it, I'm mainly Taurus, no, I'm not mainly Taurus, but I'm a good part Taurus, so I'm strong, I've got a nice amount of Gemini, so I'm um, comedic and also a little crazy, mm-hmm. and then, let's see, Libra, so I'm very balanced, I like to help people, um, what else do I have I me, mean, a little bit of Leo, some a little bit, look at me, and um I have Capricorn, a good amount of Capricorn too. So I'm pretty driven. So those would probably be my signs and who I am a little bit astrologically.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank, well, you. thank you so much, Jacqueline. So before we head out, do you want to share with us one last kernel of wisdom? And then where can we find you? Where can we connect with you? Everything you guys will be linked down in the description box in the show notes. But I also want you to share with us.
1: Okay, well, awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, my last piece of advice would be um, don't let the bad dates stress you out and be (laughs) open. Be open because the person that you end up with is usually a lesson for you. And uh, things like height and eye color are really not that important. Okay. Okay. So you can find me, um, The Fairy Matchmaker, on Instagram. But I spell it like my middle name. So it's F-A-E-R-Y. So it's The Fairy Matchmaker. Um, we're also on Facebook, LinkedIn. I think it's either under my name or it's under uh, The Fairy Matchmaker, I think. And, uh, yeah, Twitter as well. So I think I'm on, I'm on all of them. <laughs>
0: That's right, you guys. And definitely check out her um, 30-day workbook. I know I'm definitely going to check that out. And don't forget, she's coming out with the video version soon. So stay tuned. Get the workbook and the video, you guys. And everything will be linked down below. So Jacqueline, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So everyone who's been watching and listening, as always, if you need extra support, just check out the description box and show notes down below. Join our newsletter. It's free. You get a free self-love guide. Check out our courses. Join us on Patreon. And like, subscribe, and share. So with that, you guys, as always, take care of yourself and each other. Bye. Welcome to The Soft Life with me, Candy Washington, where we explore all things self-love, manifestations, and relationships with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. So be sure to subscribe, share, and join us on Patreon.